uh, I didn't I didn't know anything about pacing at all. You know, I just figured go all out as quick as you can. That way, if you slow down, you still make you still make the cutoff. Disruns Radio episode nine hundred and eighty starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, today's episode of the show is brought to you by my friends over at Head Sweats. If you're always in the market for a hat like I am, I don't know, I, I doubt that any of you are as always in the market for a hat as I am, but maybe, maybe there is, and maybe it's just, you know, it just happens to be the right time. Maybe as, as fall is, is beginning to think that it might be a thing, maybe you want to step up your hat game a little bit. I don't know. I don't know your life, uh, but if you do, Head Sweats has got you covered, and we've got you covered with a sweet little discount as well. So uh, I know I've said this before. I'll say it again, but I'm going to remind you right now, just in case you forgot. If you use the link disruns.com slash headsweats, just like it's spelled, or just like it sounds, it's spelled just like it sounds, H-E-A-D-S-W-E-A-T-S, headsweats, disruns.com slash headsweats, it'll take you to the headsweats homepage. Uh, that, that link will give me a little kickback, a little commission, if you will, a couple few percent off of your purchase. That doesn't cost you anything else. So we're talking win-win right there. Then you use the code DIZRUNS40 at checkout. D-I-Z-R-U-N-S-4-0 at checkout. You save 40%. I get a little credit for that as an ambassador. Again, win-win. You get a great hat. You support a great company. There's a, there's a different set of win-win situation. And when I say a great hat, I mean a hat. I mean a visor. I mean a beanie. I mean a headband. I mean a t-shirt. I mean a long sleeve t-shirt. A bike jersey. Um, leggings. When I say a hat, I mean they've got a lot of things to make sure you're covered, make sure you're ready to go this fall. And oh, by the way, if you got uh, if you're if you're one of those costumed holiday themed runners that maybe maybe you don't want like a full on costume, but you know some type of like tacky holiday sweater situation or something similar, stay tuned because Head Sweats has a uh, has a little bit of a of a legacy on rolling out some pretty. God awful, but at the same time, great designs around the holidays uh, that that will certainly be uh, fit the bill, if you will, for a tacky sweater. Though it won't be a sweater; it'll be like a, a tech shirt, which is like perfect. So stay tuned for those. They're they're coming soon. They're not quite available yet, but they'll be coming soon. I'll let you know when they're available. But anyway, anything you get on sale, regular price, whatever the case might be, Dizruns forty at checkout saves you forty percent. Support the show by using the, the link dizruns.com slash headsweats. And uh, get yourself get yourself some things. Treat yourself. Now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, guys. Uh, today's guest is a fellow Head Sweats ambassador. And after seeing some of his uh, posts about some of the various adventures that uh, he's he's done in the last year, year or two, I guess. He's been around a little bit longer than I have, but uh, we've been rubbing shoulders a little bit for the last year and a half. 
uh, figured it was maybe time to try to line up a chat. And so, uh, you know, here we are. It's taking a little while to get here, but finally uh, looking forward to it today. So, uh, like I said, various odds and ends and adventures that he's done, and no doubt we'll dive into some of those, and, and who knows what else during our chat today. So uh, let's get the party started and officially welcome Mr. Chris Wynn to the show. So uh, thanks for joining us today. Really, Thanks for joining us today, Chris. Easy for me to say. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to this. Good, good. Looking been forward for to quite it. a few months to do this, actually. Yeah, we've been we've been kind of back and forth trying to line it up for a minute, and and like I said, you know, sometimes it just takes a little while for the schedules to align, and and uh, looking forward to it. So here we are. And uh, guys, if you enjoyed today's conversation, Chris's Instagram handle is probably about the best place to find him, at least at this point. Uh, and the handle there is at C D Win with two N's, so C D W I N N, and then the number one, so C D Win one uh, on Instagram. And uh, as per usual, we'll have that linked up. And anything else we we talk about today and whatever else comes up, uh, disruns.com slash 980. Disruns.com slash 980 is the link to go back to the show notes for today. Links, photos, the whole nine as per usual. So, uh, Chris, the way we always start off uh, each episode of the show is with a, a pretty straightforward question that sometimes has a pretty straightforward answer. And sometimes it's a little bit tricky because there's a lot of, of good options out there. And that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? That is a very straightforward and tricky answer. Um, <laughs> honestly, as far as racing goes itself, I'd have to say half marathon mm. because it's enough of a it's it's enough of a challenge to make me feel like I've accomplished something, but it doesn't destroy me like mm-hmm. uh, say sprinting a five k or enduring a full marathon would. But a half marathon is not my favorite race that okay. I've been. Well, let's let's dive into that a little more. What's your favorite race? Uh, my favorite race that I have done is the um, Shadow of the Giants 50K in uh, Fish Camp, California. Mm. It's the first uh, ultra marathon I ever did. It was beautiful out there. It was only the second trail race I'd ever done. Well, go big or go home on the trail, I guess, eh? Like, like I, I guess, yeah. I just, I just wanted to get one in. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, um, we'll we'll get to 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 that. I, I want to come back to that a little bit, but first, let's let's oh, maybe yeah. start totally. a little closer towards the to the beginning of the the running journey, at least. And what got you started in in this whole uh, sport of picking them up and putting them down? Is it something you've been doing for for most of your life? Fairly recent. How'd you get started in the sport of running? It's a uh, kind of recent. Uh, the first race I ever did, it was, I believe back in 2009, I did a charity 5k for, um, the U S Marines toys for tots, just a fun run. And I just did that just to do it. And I never really thought I'd get into running uh, a few years later. Uh, if you remember a show called the biggest loser, mm-hmm. they would have all the, like a flashback of the people that were on the show and a few of them did a marathon and, uh, I've lost about 70, 80 pounds myself throughout the decade prior. Wow. And so I kind of got inspired by that and I'm like, you know what? Oh, thank you. Thank you, by the way. Um, I figured, you know what? That's, that sounds like quite an accomplishment. Let me start, start to do that. So in, uh, 2012, I signed up for my first half marathon and my first full marathon. And I was left destroyed after the full marathon. And I didn't run again for about four years. Wow. And so in 
2016, I decided, you know what? I kind of didn't like the way that ended. My health had kind of gone back, you know, mm-hmm. taken a back seat for a while. And so I just wanted to start getting physically fit again. And so in 2016, I signed up for another half marathon, which was actually at the same place as my full marathon. And that's when I started posting on Instagram just mm-hmm. the um, results from all of my uh, runs, you know, kind of like tracking. Mm-hmm. So originally it was just a thing for me to track and keep track of on Instagram personally. I didn't really follow anyone. I didn't know there was this big culture of other runners right. and such. And so basically from 2016 on, I just kind of advanced from there. Did did another half, did three halves the following year, and then I finally uh, went back and did that full marathon in 2017. I increased my PR by an hour from when I raced <laughs> it in 2012, and I actually felt good enough to run uh, about four or five days afterwards. Wow. You know, I didn't feel like I destroyed myself. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I, I kind of felt a sense of redemption. Yeah, and I would, that, I would guess so. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm, I tend to ramble on about this stuff. So yeah. I, um, well, you're in good, you're in good company. Cause that's, that's what this is all about. Let's ramble on about running. So, um, <laughs> right so, so yeah, big, big time PR start to get back into like, you know, as far as get back into it pretty quickly with recovery wise. And then, um, you know, where does it progress from there? Uh, well, <clears throat> it's interesting. Well, in 2016, I kind of found a, a few run groups. There's a, the local fleet feet running store. I followed them on Instagram. I met a few, uh, local runners from the Instagram, you know, just mm-hmm. that had run that same, uh, half marathon that I did in 2016. And so I kind of did their Thursday night group runs and then they'd have like on uh, Saturdays, they'd meet up at a coffee shop, a different coffee shop in town and run. And so that's how I kind of got into the running community a little bit more and stuck with it this time rather than quit like I did in 2012. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. Yeah. Once, once you start, at least for me, and I feel like I've heard this from, from a lot of other folks as well. It's like, you know, it's, it's one thing when you feel like you're kind of doing it by your by yourself. But once you kind of start plugging into the community, whether it's online, whether it's in person or maybe ideally a, a combination of both, um, boy, it, it, it can get it, it starts to just wrap its wrap its it's whatever wrap its arms around you, wrap its teeth in you, whatever, whatever metaphor you want to go with. But um, you're, you're kind of, you know, if you're going to be hooked, like that's when it happens is when you start making some of those other connections. Like I say, just being around the group runs really helped me stick with it. But still, a lot of the runs I do are solo, mm-hmm. you know, just because I it's a 40 minute drive out there, mm-hmm. you know, to do the group runs and such. Right. And, you know, I live in a smaller town, you know, so. Right. right. Well, but but again, you know, now, you know, fast forward to, to 2021 with online and Facebook groups and Instagram and things like that. You can still feel I would imagine at least I, I would hope that you can still feel pretty connected to the community as much as you want to be. And then every once in a while you want to go to, to do a group run or something like that and, and kind of make a, a morning out of it. Hey, you know, you can do that. It's, it's an option that's there when, when you feel like you need it. Oh yeah. Uh, social media has definitely helped as far as that. Like, you know, some people that I follow or that I keep in touch with, like I'll ask them, how's their training going? And then they'll message me something, mm-hmm. you know, about, 
a race that I'm running or, you know, whatever. And so that it's, it's nice to have motivation from other sources than just local run groups, you know, cause every, everyone's on a different kind of has different goals mm-hmm. and can get inspired from other people, despite what their, you know, what their level is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if we can, if we can go back to that first marathon a little bit, um, not that I want to, you know, pick out a scar or pick at a scab or anything like that and, and unearth some, some old, uh, you know, bad memories from that first race. But, but if you're willing to go into it, I know my first marathon, uh, which I've told the story many times, so I'll, I'll give you the quick version, but just woefully ill-prepared, uh, had no idea what I was getting myself into. I think my longest training run was literally like 14 miles the week before the marathon. And I legitimately thought I was good to go. So, you know, I, I bring all that up to say that, you know, you, like you mentioned, you run the first marathon, you're wrecked afterwards. Um, I was pretty much wrecked after mine and it no, you know, no plans on ever doing that again, dot, 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 obviously did that again. But that first marathon that, that you ran, um, did you feel like you were ready for it? Like, like, like how did, what was the lead up to it? Like, what was the, the experience obviously didn't go as, as well as you had hoped, but, um, or maybe as well as you expected. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. But what was, tell us a little bit more about that first, that first marathon that uh, did not go as well as uh, maybe you would have hoped. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, do not print, do not in, especially in 2012, do not just Google search marathon training plans <laughs> and take the first photo that comes up in images and print that out. Mm. Uh, another thing, my nutrition before the race probably wasn't that great, you know, um, probably too much carb loading. Right. Uh, and during, whew, during that race, I did not take in enough calories at all. Mm. Um, I, I was actually doing fairly well until about, uh, I want to say mile 14, 15. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I had like about three or four gels total. Mm. And it was... I brought two of my own, and then I think there was uh, two aid stations that had the goo. Right. Otherwise, it was just water and the little small shots of Gatorade or whatever mm-hmm. that they had. And so I was probably just under nutrition. Right. I don't think I trained as well as I could have. Right. You know, because I didn't really go in having a. Uh, I didn't. I didn't know anything about pacing mm-hmm. at all. You know, I just figured. Go all out as quick as you can. That way, if you slow down, you still make you still make the cutoff. Right. You know, you're still you're still at least going to finish. And, you know, that was my goal to at least finish. And I, you know, I did, but it was not the time I wanted. And I walked far more than I would have liked. Mm. And my my legs just felt like lead. Right. Right. But yeah, just nutrition. Uh, probably recovery. I don't think I stretched at all after or before my workouts, which is sounds ridiculous now. <laughs> yeah, I, I did just about everything wrong. Yep, and and you know I I, I laugh a little bit, but at the same time I, I'm sitting here going, I'm pretty sure I I did almost all of those exact same things at some point in my my running career as well, where you just you just don't know any better, right? Like, especially if you're in the type of situation it sounds like you are where it's, it's a small town, not exactly a vibrant running community. So like you don't have people in person and, and you know, you, you don't know necessarily that like 
not all plans are created equal. So like you Google, here's one looks good. Cause you don't know any different. You, you, you take it and, and never, uh, you know, think to, or never have anybody suggest like, Hey, maybe like, that's not the right plan. Like maybe there's another plan that's out there. Maybe there's something else that you can find or tweak it or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, you learn, you learn some lessons the hard way. And, and, um, again, to kind of try to connect the dots of your story a little bit. So you finish that, that race and then it's, it's not running again for, for three or four years. Like, like, or was it, was it that simple? I mean, was it just like this, this sucks. I hurt. I don't like this. Or, or what, what was it that, that kind of kept you from running for that period after that first marathon? Well, think I did do uh two charity five Ks, but those I was mostly just walking, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wasn't really running, competing, right. What have you. But, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, you know, my le- it was hard to walk for about mm-hmm. three or four days mm-hmm. actually after that race, and who is a? I don't know. I just I I didn't enjoy it. Right, right. Like I felt good. I finished a marathon. Cool. Check that off. If I never list. run again, I I've I've at least finished a marathon. Right. If not, you know, if nothing else, and mm-hmm. you know, I was also doing, you know. I, I also picked up archery the following mm-hmm. year, and so that took a big portion of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, so my free time, I was good. okay, I could either destroy myself running and feel like <laughs> like junk, like I did at this marathon, which I thought was going to happen all the time, mm-hmm. or I could spend my you know spend my time you know with archery, which is a little more peaceful, a little mm-hmm. more relaxed and calming. Pretty but, easy decision you know, then, at that point. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And go ahead, you know, and then like I, like I said, my health had kind of Mm -hmm. gone down. I I stopped working out, you know, overall. Right. And, you know, like I said, in 2016, I'm like, something needs to change. I need to start getting more, more physically active again. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so at that point then, if I can, if I can ask what maybe is a somewhat I don't know if it's a, maybe the obvious question, but I don't know what the, the answer would be necessarily, but you know, coming off of this marathon where you were hurting afterwards, not fun. Like n- n- to me, no reason to be like four years later, Hey, I, I need to define to, to something, some type of activity, something to do to, to work on my health a little bit. Like to me, the, the obvious answer would be, well, it's not going to be running. So, you know, maybe it's something like whatever else it might be, whether it's, you know, any number of things from, from hiking to cycling, to swimming, to crossfitting, to, to whatever. I mean, a whole host of things out there. Uh, I feel like from hearing, hearing your story so far, Chris, that if I'm in your shoes, I'm going, yeah, it's not going to be running. Like I, I, I know that I need to do something, but it's not going to be running. Um, why, why do you think, do you any idea why you gave running a, a, another chance when the last experience was not exactly the, uh, the most enjoyable one? Uh, well, I think part of it was I was never really, uh, even though I did finish that race, I wasn't too satisfied with how it ended. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like, I know I could do better than that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was one of the, one of the, one of the finishers items is a sweatshirt, like a hoodie. Mm-hmm. And this one didn't fit me anymore. Mm. So I'm like, you know what? If I go back to that race, I could buy one that's actually, you know, not buy one, but I could earn one that's actually my size. Mm-hmm. And I like the design. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. But, you know, I did the, the half marathon first, mm-hmm. you know, and then the following year I did the full marathon again. And, 
you know, as this time I had a goal, I want to train right. I want to get my nutrition right. You know, I want to improve my time mm-hmm. and I want to enjoy it. Sounds like mission was accomplished for that second time. Oh, it definitely was. And, you know, for, I think if it, you know, circling back to the social media thing, I think if it wasn't for that, I'd have probably sit, been like, okay, cool. I got a little bit of, uh, I, I don't know another word for it, maybe vengeance or whatever mm, right. on that race. You know, I kind of did a little better. I improved. I did what I wanted. I don't know that I would have uh, stuck with running again after that second marathon if it wasn't for social media. How so? Like what, what, what role, if you can put it into words, I mean, if not, it's no big deal, but is, is, was it connections with other people or, or what was it that, that kind of kept you going yeah, at that point? That's, that's, that's what I was, tr- sorry. That's what I was no trying worries. to think of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being inspired, you know, being inspired by other runners, uh, finding new places around my area to run because I wasn't really familiar. Mm. And then, uh, you know, trail running, I saw that come up. And so I'm like, that, that seems kind of cool. I, you know, I like going, I like going to the mountains, you know, I don't live too far from the Sierra national park here. And so, you know, hiking those trails and maybe finding some running trails Mm -hmm. seemed kind of cool. And so, you know, through that and the connections I had made on Instagram, I just kind of felt inspired to stick with running. Right. Right. You know, plus because I had actually paid better attention to my training and to my nutrition, I was actually enjoying running this time mm. rather than just it, using running to meet the goal of finishing a race. Yeah, so, it's, it's amazing what enjoying the process will do, not only for the results on, on race day, but just overall, like, like you get into it more, you start to learn more, which then helps you improve, which for a lot of folks and myself, certainly maybe, maybe I, if I'm hearing you correctly, maybe you as well, you start to see the improvement, which makes you enjoy it more, which may like, it, it becomes this, this, this almost snowball effect of it just kind of keeps building on itself as it, as you go. Oh yeah. I mean, if, if, if you don't enjoy what you do as a hobby, right. there's Finding no reason to continue doing it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you, you a little more prepared for the, that second marathon. It, it, it goes much better. Uh, you feel better. You're enjoying the process. Um, and, and kind of running has got its hooks into you at that point. Um, like you, you mentioned that your favorite race, this, this 50 K, the shadow of the giants, when did, when did the idea of going beyond a marathon, uh, kind of creep into your, into your conscience? You know, I never thought I'd do more than a full marathon. You know, when I first, when I first saw ultra running, I thought they were all crazy, and you know, perhaps some of they then are, and perhaps <laughs> I am as well. But uh, um, I don't know. Again, that was an Instagram thing. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing some of the ultra runners that just do in, incredible things, like uh, for example, uh, Walmsley, mm-hmm. and uh, see, there was a YouTuber that I saw. Uh, Ethan Newberry, ginger runner, mm-hmm. and he would put out these videos. And one was, uh, I believe it was called a decade on about the Western States 100. Mm. And so I'm like, you know, I don't think I could do a hundred, but some kind of ultra sounds good. And the, um, the 50 K that I did was actually put on by one of the local uh, trail running groups. 
So, uh, you know, shout out to uh, San Joaquin Running. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you because know, they they're the one they're the ones that put it on, and a few of the local uh, runners that I follow on Instagram, you know, I saw some of their shots from that race from the year before. And I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. I think I could do that. And you did, and you yeah. enjoyed it. It was a good race. Yes, it was very enjoyable, mm-hmm. uh, despite the that that year was a bit rough because I was, you know, I was dealing with a bit of a hamstring injury mm-hmm. uh, earlier in that year. And yeah, that 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 was kind of a wild ride to train for that too, because uh, twenty uh, that's 2018 when I ran that, and the year before, like I. I had my best year running, you know, 2017. That's when I did mm-hmm. that full marathon mm-hmm. the second time. But I'd also done three half marathons that year. Gotcha. And then come early 2018, uh, like I started having problems with my hamstring after a few, you know, speed workout runs. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't exactly know why. Maybe not properly warming up all the way. Right. You know, maybe I was overworking it just because I did so much the year before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, tra- training for that uh, 50K was kind of hard, you know, because of that. Because I couldn't really push myself because of my hamstring. Right, right. So, yeah, that, my my total, my only goal for that race was to, one, have a good time. And to beat the cutoff, even if it was only by a second. <laughs> But I, I feel like those are those are the two most important goals for for most of us when it comes to, to any race, quite frankly. But especially you start getting into to uncharted territory, you start moving into the ultra ultra scene a little bit. Or again, it could just be could quote unquote just be moving up to your first half marathon. It could be moving up to your first thirty k. You know, whatever it is, when you when you start getting into to different distances and and you're not sure, or maybe you're dealing with a little bit of a niggle that you're like, ah, you know, like maybe not the best the best time to really push it. You know, just let's have some fun. Let's finish the race. You know, before before they they tell us that we're not allowed to finish it anymore. So you know that's that that's those are I feel like good priorities, but. You know, you kind of mentioned that that it was a little bit of a struggle for obvious reasons, dealing with a little bit of a hamstring issue. That make that makes sense. Uh, but I, I'd be curious to to get your take, and and maybe it's it's a little bit fuzzy now because it is a, a few years back. But you know, one thing I've heard a lot, and, and maybe you've heard it too, Chris. I don't know, but um, it always seems like the ultra runners that say this. So you ultra runner people, you you know who you are. Um, but, but they always seem to say that, oh man, if you can do a marathon, you can do a 50 K no big deal. It's just a few more miles. Well, you know, I'm here to tell you, I've done three 50 Ks, which is nothing to, to really write home about, but like, it's not just, it's not just five more miles. Like, I feel like that that's like, you know, the runner math at that point, you're 26 miles deep, five more miles has got to be at least, it feels like 10 more miles sometimes. But, um, all that to say your, your impressions on, you know, 50 K, marathon like like differences in training was it a lot different as far as how you prepared for the 50k obviously with the injury maybe that that threw a little bit of a of a factor in there as well but like how did you find the comparison between a road i'm assuming maybe a road marathon versus a, a trail 50k are they pretty close to the same but completely different like like what's what's your take on oh if you can do a marathon you can you can do a 50k no big deal Whew, that um I don't know about the no big deal, but I think if you <laughs> could you. do a marathon, I agree. I agree. I do think if you could do a marathon, you could manage a fifty k. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you might not 
you might not have the same pace, right. you know, I mean, especially for me, even on, even on flat dirt, you know, my, my mile pace is not the same as on a road, right? Of course. you know, mm-hmm. so that, so that's one thing. Uh, the other is it depends on the route Oh yeah. because there was a lot of steep hills on this 50 K. Mm-hmm. So you're not running the full time you're hiking, you're walking, you know, so you can, you know, so you can eat a cliff bar, you know, some kind of nutrition mm-hmm. on the hike up mm-hmm. where it's, it's kind of hard to chew when you're, you know, sprinting when you're bombing you know, down mile, <laughs> you know, 19 or 20 of a, of a road marathon. Right. You know, so it is a little different, but again, you do have that elevation mm-hmm. and some of the elevation is runnable so that, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that there are a lot of road races and maybe I just haven't seen one yet, but that have a ton of elevation gain. Mm-hmm. And so I think you, you kind of have to split the difference between the parts that you walk and, you know, go, you don't go as hard, you know, you're mm-hmm. kind of hiking right. versus that elevation gain being on different terrain, you know, dirt, rocks, you know, slipping on, you know, pine cones or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't think, I don't think it's the no problem, mm-hmm. but, I, but I definitely think that uh, it's, it's not as difficult as one might think. Yeah. As far as finishing goes. Absolutely. I, I think you, oh, sorry, are, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There's some people that are competitive as heck though. You know, they think, well, if I can run a seven, minute mile road marathon i could do a seven and a half minute ultra mm-hmm. marathon in the hills no problem and maybe not yeah you know, some people probably could you know but yeah there's there's a lot of of and i feel like that's that's again one of those things that that i've learned the hard way and, and other folks have learned the hard way or at least maybe not the hard way but had to learn through experience is that you know road running and trail running like they're still both running, but there's a lot of differences between the two. A lot of things that that are are similar but different, and you just kind of have to to recognize that. At least again, in my experience, that you know paces on the road, paces on the trail, um, they're not often going to be the same thing at the same level of effort, and that's okay because there's so many variables that are associated with the surface that you're running on, the elevations, the things like that. That you just you know you kind of just got to go with the flow on the trail. Uh, at least I feel like versus on the road, you can kind of force force your force the issue maybe just a little bit more. Yeah, uh, the, the trail. Some trails will definitely humble you. Yeah, yeah, that that's the truth. That is the truth. So speaking of fifty uh, k's, Chris, something that I think it was earlier this year. Though if I got my dates confused, please forgive me. But uh, I, I remember seeing on Instagram that you had, had set out for. Uh, what we call around these parts an, an S and G race, which is kind of the, the shorthand version for the old shits and giggles of like not really a race, not even a virtual race, but just like I'm going to go out and run uh, 40 miles, um, which ended up a little bit short, which is OK. I mean, certainly nothing wrong with that. You ended up at, at still 50K, which is a, a pretty good day at the office. Um, but but what what brought that idea about to just, you know what, I'm just going to go out on my own, run 40 miles. No big, no big deal. Um, like where did that where did that idea come from? That's another thing that was inspired from other runners that I've seen. And, you know, I don't exactly know. It might have been another podcast or an Instagram post, but there was someone that runs a uh, set out to do a 50 miler on their birthday. 
And I had, I was turning 40, you know, back in June. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what, maybe if I, I'll do 40 miles for my 40th birthday. And so I, you know, set out to do that the day before, actually, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't want to spend my whole, whole birthday, birthday it, right? uh, running. And so I just decided, you know what, let's see, let's see what happens. Plus, I hadn't, I hadn't really done that kind of distance uh, since my 50K. Mm-hmm. And that was what, three years ago now. A lot of uncharted territory then. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, it's not a race, so right. if I, if, if it doesn't work out, it's fine, mm-hmm. you know. But As, I, I, I knew at about mile 23 that it wasn't going to happen. I kind of got some blistering on my feet, mm-hmm. and uh, luckily the local track was open, so I, f- I finished off. I think the last 10 miles just doing laps at the track. I don't know. Luckily or unluckily, because that that's got to be a boring uh, eight or ten miles. Ten miles, like you said, that's got that's that's a boring forty laps. I would feel like was it was it was it a struggle for you mentally to do 40, 40 laps on the track? Was it forty laps? If I it was ten miles, remember. it would be about forty. If it's a standard track, at least I don't know whatever the yeah. math would be four four, well, four laps to a mile typically. But go ahead. Uh, depending on which lane I wobbled into, gotcha. I think the outside right. lanes. Look, yep. yep. Anyway. Uh, no, that was, yes, that was mentally tough. And I told myself, get to a 50K and then you're done. Mm. And uh, that was actually because uh, later in September, I don't know when this is going to air, but I'll be doing a uh, duathlon. Mm-hmm. And my tra- my training block for that duathlon hadn't started yet. Okay. And so I'm like, you know what? My foot's feeling kind of weird. If I keep going... I'm not going to be able to run that race, which mm-hmm. I had paid, you know, I'd mm-hmm. already signed up for and all that. And I'm like, okay, 40 for 40 sounds cool, but let me just get this last couple miles in and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, it was, it was mentally challenging. Yeah. And, uh, that, that's the other thing going back to the difference between a marathon and the ultra is that it's, I think, more mentally challenging than physically challenging. Hmm. You know, the, the difference between the two. Right. I agree. And, and it's something that a lot of, a lot of folks have, have mentioned both on the show and just, you know, in, in books and, and, and other places, podcasts, whatever, where, where, you know, it's, it, it is so much about the mental grind for those longer miles. Um, and, and just maintaining that focus and that drive to keep going that, that, that can be a struggle sometimes. Um, you, you mentioned the uh, the duathlon. What, where where is is multi sports been something that's been on your radar for a while? Is this your first duathlon? Something you've got some experience with? Like, tell us about the uh, the duathlon scene for you. Well, this, this again will be uncharted territory. Okay. I have not done a duathlon um, in a, about two years ago. I want to say I was I was dealing with some ankle problems. And, uh, one of the doctors suggested, uh, cycling, mm-hmm. you know, just to keep my ankle moving, but right. not to have stress on my heel, mm-hmm. you know, from all the running I was doing. And so, you know, cycling kind of became what I did for uh, cross training. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through the last couple of years, I've, I've done a century ride, you know, I did one, um, metric century at a race I signed up for 
a couple years ago. And I'm like, you know what? I like both. What I, I do not like swimming, especially mm-hmm. open water swimming. So a triathlon is not going to happen. Let me see what else there is. And so I found a, I found a duathlon gotcha. to sign up for. I'm like, that's going to be my race. There you go. There you go. Is it a, what's, what's the distance of the duathlon that you're doing? Uh, this one's a, this is a sprint duathlon. So it's a 5k run. And then I think the bike is 11 and a half miles and then it's another 5k. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice, nice little mix. How's the, uh, how's the training going for that, for that? It's going good so far. Good. Yeah. Which is surprising being the middle of summer out here in the central Valley in California because Man, if it, we've had a couple hundred, hundred five, hundred seven mm-hmm. degree days, so yeah, I got to get my runs, my runs in early. Got it. Yeah, that's story of my life. Being in, in Central Florida, it's it's uh, we don't have quite that same level of heat, but it's it's equally oppressive sometimes. Ninety degrees or ninety five degrees with with all the humidity and stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the stereotype is y'all y'all have the dry heat, but I mean, hot is hot. And once it's once you get into triple digits, it doesn't matter whether it's dry or, or humid or, or whatever. Like like that's hot. So yeah, get it done early before it gets uh, too crazy out there. Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Spe- especially for the longer mm-hmm. uh, rides and runs. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of like. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say. Well, I guess even the short ones, because uh, you know. 400 and 800 repeats when it's 100 degrees, not exactly fun. No, no, it'll so. take it out of you. I feel like I can handle about an hour, hour, maybe, maybe, you know, for a long run up to about a couple hours of just easy pace. Like it's, it's, it's not great, but like whatever. But once you start getting beyond that, that's when the heat starts to, uh, to get to me and, and, uh, you know, I start to, maybe the attitude starts to shift a little bit and it's like, all right, let's get this damn thing over with as opposed to, oh, no big deal. Just keep on keeping on. Like, uh, at some point the heat just gets to you and then it's, it's, you know, get this thing finished and, and get back in that air conditioning as quick as you can. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and I don't know, I, I think for myself, like if it's a training, uh, a training mm-hmm. run, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be stubborn and finish it unless, you know, I feel like an injury is about to happen. Right. You know, like if there, if it's a seven mile run at tempo pace, I'm going to do a seven mile run at a tempo pace. Mm-hmm. But if it's just like a, you know, I have nothing going on, I'm going to go out and do an hour run. But if it's too hot, I might be <laughs> like, okay, 20 minutes. Cool. I feel yeah. good. Let's, yep. you know, go home, get some water. Yep. Check, check that box at 20 minutes and, and, uh, get on, get on with the day for sure. For sure. So uh, as we're getting to, to kind of getting close to, to wrapping up, Chris, uh, I, I, I like to kind of close these conversations off with, uh, something that I call a philosophical question, which sometimes sounds a little scary, but it's, it's not that bad. It's basically the same thing as like the introductory question, something fairly open-ended, somewhat generic. And then you kind of just take it whichever way you want to go with it. And, and that's where we'll kind of wrap things up. But, um, it would just be, be curious, you know, at, at, at this point, kind of a couple of stops and starts in the, in the running career, but really kind of locking in for the last handful of years and really making it part of your, your regular routine, something that you, you know, like you've said a couple of times really have found joy in doing. Um, what do you what do you enjoy most about running? What why do you keep doing it? Why is it continuing to be something that you that you find joy in that you prioritize that you make a part of your life? Um, you know, it, it, as we're talking here today. I think the endorphins are real. I don't uh, let me like um, the feeling I get after a run or after a workout. I 
can't describe. I just feel good. Like my body feels good. I feel healthy. I feel like I've accomplished something. And, you know, for me personally, I haven't, you know, growing up, I didn't really have the healthiest lifestyle. And I feel like now, you know, I'd re- I'd rather go for a good run than eat junk food, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, hmm, what else? I, I don't know. I guess for the group runs, just the, even though I am a bit of an introvert, just the camaraderie with other runners, mm-hmm. uh, sharing stories like, you know, we are today or listening to other podcasts that you've done or seeing people's Instagram posts or YouTube videos. I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's mostly positive. Yeah. And I really like that vibe. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, perfectly, perfectly put. I mean, that's, that's, that's the name of the game and something that I know I strive for and uh, glad to see that you've, you've found it. The, the, the combination between the endorphins and the camaraderie. I mean, it's, that's what, to me as well. That's what running is all about. So kudos to you for finding that. And uh, once again, guys, you want to follow along with Chris and see how the, the duathlon goes and whatever else comes up after that uh, on Instagram. It's at CDWIN, the number one, C-D-W-I-N-N, and then the number one. Uh, once again, disruns.com slash 980 is the link back to the show notes for today. Links, the whole nine as per usual. Uh, Chris, thanks for uh, for taking the time today. I, I certainly appreciate it. It was, it was fun to get to hear some of your your stories, and and I don't, I don't take this the wrong way, but fun to know that uh, somebody else that I can I can share a pretty miserable first marathon experience with, um, but then a good bounce back and and really kind of finding finding our footing at some point down the road. So uh, thanks for being a, a compatriot on that front, and uh, like I said, uh, good luck with the duathlon, and uh, you know whatever else the future has in store for you. Wish you nothing but the best, my friend. All right on. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me on. This has been a blast. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation today between Chris and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway du jour, du jour? Uh, for me, it was... What Chris kind of kept coming back to is we kind of were working our way through his his running journey, his running career, if you will. And it's just the the importance of making sure it's fun, right? Making sure that, that this thing that we do as a hobby is something that we enjoy doing and not forcing it, not forcing ourselves to feel like we have to do any type of certain things as far as race distances, types of races, paces, workouts, like first and foremost, it needs to be fun. Now, for some of us, and I'm certainly one of one of them or one of us or whatever, however you want to class it, making progress, working towards goals, trying to get faster, pushing my limits, that's fun. Okay? And so if that's the case for you, then obviously, by all means, keep on keeping on. Keep striving for more, better, faster, whatever whatever those definitions are for you. But if if that's not your thing, then by all means, don't. Don't feel like you have to do that because that's what other people might think. You know, I mean, last week's takeaway was all about making your own rules, right? Make your rules on on what you enjoy about running. Is it just the social aspect and meeting up for the group run or the the, the coffee afterwards or the beer afterwards or maybe a little bit of both? I don't know. Um, if that's if that's what it's all about for you and you could care less about your paces and your distances and getting on the podiums and finishers medals and things like that, then embrace the social side of running 
make that the priority of whatever choices you make in terms of events that you do or don't do. And that's, that's all that matters because that's, what's fun for you. If, if you like running as a, as a social, I'm sorry, as a, as a, uh, something for solitude, whatever the right word would have been there, a a chance to solace. There we go. It'll come to me if I flap my yap long enough. If you enjoy running for the solace that it can provide and the chance to just be by yourself and away from the noise and away from the alerts and away from the pings and the rings and the, this and the, that, then, you know, go away from the social side of things, tap into your inner introvert or your outer introvert or whatever, and just enjoy the peace and quiet that you get out on the road or the trail. Whatever is fun for you is what's most important. And, and, you know, I mean, that doesn't, that may not strike as, as anything profound, but I know, you know, we've talked before in, in various other episodes about the, uh, the, the peer pressure and how friends talk you into doing this, that, and the other. And, and to a certain extent that can be fun, but you know, if, if you end up on a path or a trajectory, that's just not enjoyable for you anymore. Um, or just if running in general ceases to be enjoyable at some point down the road, that's, that's a a sign that maybe it's time to take a little break, whether it's a four year break, like Chris or a two month break or whatever, somewhere in the middle, it's gotta be fun. It's gotta be fun. That's, that's my reminder for myself. Thankfully I'm in a good place where it is still fun. Uh, but it's also maybe my reminder to you, but definitely my takeaway is priority hands down. The priority of everything I do running related is that I want it to be fun. And I hope that that's something that, uh, rings true with you as well. So that's it as far as my takeaway. What about you? What's out to you from today's episode at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram, Dizruns at gmail.com and Dizruns.com slash nine eight zero. If you want to share it, any of the places, anywhere that you're willing to tell me about your takeaways or what stood out to you or what you think about the show, I want to hear it. If there's another way, if you want to send a, a carrier pigeon or a smoke signal or, uh, you know, whatever, Hey, send it. I'll get it. We'll, we'll communicate. That's, that's what it's all about. Uh, one last shout out today for head sweats. Both Chris and I, uh, I, I feel like I can comfortably speak for Chris. We enjoy, we enjoy us a good hat. We enjoy the, the products and the goods and the services. Well, I guess not too many services, but the goods, the variety of goods that head sweats produces. And you want to check out anything that they, that they have available or again, stay tuned for some type of good gnarly Christmas, something or another. It's coming. It's coming. I promise you. Uh, if you want to do some shopping as well, disruns.com slash head sweats supports the show. Whether you use the link or not, make sure you use the code disruns40, all one word, D-I-Z-R-U-N-S, four, zero, disruns40, save yourself 40% off anything and everything in the cart. And if you pay attention every so often, they throw a little free shipping. If you spend, you know, whatever, you can still use the code and get free shipping if you spend whatever. So bada boom, bada bam, that's not a bad option. But you know, sometimes you might have to wait a little bit, wait till a free shipping day. Just pay attention. I'll let you know if I hear about one. But uh, anyway, disruns.com slash head sweats to support the show. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up once and for all. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, hit that share button. And until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys.